Welcome to Just Be You with your hosts, Coach John McKenna and Father Jason Parzinski. Stay tuned for the next 30 minutes as Coach McKenna and Father Jason discuss how athletics and faith help us to become who God created us to be. And now here are your hosts, Coach John McKenna and Father Jason Parzinski. Welcome back to the program. I'm Father Jason. And I'm Coach McKenna, and I am having a great day, in case you wanted to know. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, it certainly is another great day, and it's great to be with everyone who's tuned in to listen. And uh, why don't we just quickly kick off things with our scripture passage to set the, the tone for things, kind of focusing in on those individuals in our lives and those that we know that are those go-getters, the ones who make things happen through the use of their many talents, as well as through the many blessings and gifts that God has has granted them in their life. And, and that drew me to uh, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 7 and 8. Work with enthusiasm as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. Remember that the Lord will reward each one of us for the good we do. And, and really that is, is the remarkable thing. If, if, as we said last week, if our lives are oriented towards that ultimate end and we live our lives each day in that extraordinary way, we are working for the Lord, and, and we're called to use every gift and talent that we have. One of the things that I really like about that, and I'm going to hit the one word that I don't like, is, you know, we're working for the Lord. And in working for the Lord, that should be done in non-recognition. Just do it because it's the right thing to do. And, you know, I know the word reward is used in a different way, but we've become a society that um, we're too worried about the rewards of what we're going to do. And there's a lot of people who stay away from things because they feel, ah, I'm not going to get recognized, I'm not going to get that. That's not what it's about. It's about just doing those little things, right? Last week I, I mentioned real quickly, it's like simple things like if you live next to an older person, and I could say that because I am an older person, but let's say you know they can't come out and do their trash, you know, or put your trash cans away. That you walk up and you, you just walk your trash cans up to the house. That's what it's about because you're not going to get any recognition for that. She may give you a sweet little smile out the window and everything, but you know that's what it's about. It's about doing something when nobody's watching. You know, and and I, I think. What, what, yeah, coach. You know, ahead, and I, I, I think you hit on actually uh, one of the things I was going to bring up was that word reward in verse eight. That's there. Uh, you know, another way that it's translated is is requited. Uh, which is uh, which means to make an appropriate return for. Uh, so I think that's actually probably a little bit better of a translation instead of reward. I like now I like that I can live with that. You know, so it's it's knowing that each of us will will be returned an appropriate favor from the Lord for whatever good we do. Now that yeah, there, says a, a lot when more. When you take the trash cans up, that little wave and smile from that woman in the window. Yep, that's your reward. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and it's one of those things where I think sometimes we, when we look at translations, it's helpful to always look at an, an additional translation, uh, you know, just to be a little bit more aware of the possible ways in which that could be translated. And reward and requited, although are in the same possible choices, have quite a bit of different meaning. Uh, and, I, and I think that's one of the things, because if we're talking about an appropriate return for the work we've done— we're not talking that we're earning our salvation because that's certainly not the case. God gave us that freely if we choose to accept it. Uh, but we're, we're mindful of the fact that how we choose to live our life is ultimately reflective of the extent in which we've opened ourselves up to God's grace and our willingness 
to accept that gift. Absolutely. And, you know, and it, you know, your reward, you know, however you want to look at it, is the day that, you know, like I always say, when I go hook slide into my grave and I go to meet my maker, there's my reward. There's my reward when I come home to him. And, you know, I'm sure he'll find a way to say, pat me on the head or something, say, hey, good job down there, pal. That's the reward I'm looking for. Yeah, amen to that. And, and, you know, really, that's the best way to go, you know, doing something great. You know, we always, uh, you know, it's always a joke, kind of like, you know, how do you want to be found when that ultimate moment comes? And uh, among the priests, it's always like, well, hopefully it's in the chapel praying. If not, can someone put my body in there, uh, you know, in, in a jokingly <laughs> way? <laughs> um, but it is, uh, you know, it's like, how, how do we want our lives to ultimately be reflected to the people around us? And, you know, it's, one of the things I, I often uh, share with people when I'm talking about how to live life is I remember the reading the book, The Last Days uh, of Pier Giorgio Fersati that was written by his sister, Luciana. And the whole that it's a short book and it focuses in on that last week he was alive. Uh, and one of the things that I think is truly remarkable is that we don't often get a glimpse into the final days of a saint. Usually we get the stories of how they lived their lives, what, how, what the choices they made, how they overcame some of the, the difficulties um, that they were facing, uh, and how they brought others to that recognition of Christ. But, uh, you know, when you're reading a book about the last days of a saint and it being written by his own sister, which I think is the other remarkable thing, because, I mean, honestly, uh, I think family is brutally honest uh, when it comes down to it. But you learn how to live life by seeing how a saint life ended. Uh, and that's the remarkable, remarkable aspect of that book, is that you really learn how to appreciate life, how to prioritize uh, life, as well as to be focused on Christ in every moment. Absolutely. And, you know, it, you know and again, um, every day, we talked last uh, week about, you know, Cardiff sees the day, but sees the day because that's, uh, that's your legacy. Once you live that day and how you live that day, you don't get it back. You can't change it. You can make it better the next day, or you can repent from what you maybe did wrong, but you can't change it. So, you know, yeah, I'm very careful how I talk to people, how I treat the people and everything, because, again, that may be the one time that I meet somebody, and that's how I want them to remember me, is that, you know, I was a person who cared about other people. Yeah, and you know, that reminds me of, I wish I could remember his name, and maybe one of our, our listeners will, will recall the name, but there's a, a nihilist philosopher, you know, someone who's very pessimistic, and the, and the attitude was is that eventually everyone is forgotten. A few extraordinary people get remembered a little bit longer than others, but his whole point is eventually everyone's forgotten. And so what's the point of doing anything if you're just going to eventually be forgotten anyhow? That's right. And, and, and it's such, such a, an odd way to look at it. But there are so many people who hold on to that, that mentality. It's like, ah, oh, well, it doesn't really matter because, you know, it, what, what good is going to come from it for me? Uh, well, you know, I think sometimes we have to remind ourselves that it's not about us. Um, and I think one of the greatest things that could happen is that at the end of our life, it's not that people remember what we did, but they remember encountering Christ through us. I mean, how remarkable would that be? Um, Absolutely, and I think that I always think about what you know. What do I want my legacy to be? And I want my legacy to be that people carried on actions of what I taught, Um, or even sayings, or or, or things like that, or you know, interacted with Christ 
because of me and everything. That's what I want my legacy to be. That, that's what a coach is. You coach people how, how to do different things, and then guess what? They'll carry on those habits for the rest of their life. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and it's one of the things, too, uh, when we're looking at guys who are applying to seminary, uh, you know, we require certain reference letters, you know, from, from individuals in their lives, you know, in the part of the application process. But one of the things that we're trying to get at is how are they with people in general? But the people that you can learn the greatest amount about uh, through uh, and for an individual are like those people that are often overlooked uh, you know, the people in the background who make things happen, um, though, you know, whether it be, uh, you know, someone who's working on, you know, doing the PowerPoint displays in some of the parishes that project the music up on the walls um, or the individuals who are just in the in the front office, you know, answering the phones and and whatnot. You know, how, how does an individual treat those and those people? Uh, because you learn the greatest amount about someone's character by talking to those people who are the ones who, who keep things moving, who make things happen. Um. And absolutely, and they're the people, you know, they're the assistant coaches, the, uh, you know, the people like that. They're, they're, you know, when you get in the big leagues, they're the equipment manager that, you know, gets no recognition for making sure the right equipment's on somebody. They're the, the people that do the right things all the time. Um, and, and, you know, we're, we're going to have a guest coming on here, and I'm going to give a little prelim if you don't mind, Father, but we're going to have Jimmy Fischello on here in a few minutes and everything. But he's that kind of kid. He, he's happy being in the background. He just wants to make things work. He's a gym teacher at St. Raphael's, and we're going to talk about uh, uh, something he did that I just think should go viral because he uh, had two students come to him, and we're going to talk a lot about this, how it came together. Um, and Jimmy has a music background and Notre Dame graduate, and they came to him with words of a song of how they feel about God and the situation that we're going through now. And he put it all together in a video form, and he'll explain where it is on YouTube and everything. And it's unbelievable. I mean, you know, I'm a little emotional at times, I'll admit that. <laughs> but I sat here with tears running down my eyes when I watched your video for the first time. Because just the, you look at all the background stuff that had to go into putting that video together. And we'll talk more when we have him on the show. But see, he's exactly what we're talking about. Yeah, and with that, why don't we take our break? And when we come back, we'll have Jimmy with us. That would be terrific. This is Monsignor John Kozar, National Director of the Pontifical Mission Societies in the United States. Growing up in Thailand, Anarek watched her friends marry and start families. But she says, my heart always wanted more. Today, she is a religious sister, reaching out to rescue girls from human trafficking and slavery. Sister Anarak's family now numbers in the thousands, taking in not only those girls she cares for, but also the families in the tribal villages. While we love and serve those in our own families, we are called as well to reach out, at least in prayer, to our brothers and sisters around the world. It's a lesson from the missions. Brought to you by the Pontifical Mission Societies. To learn more about becoming a missionary right where you are, visit our website at onefamilyandmission.org. Remember, if you're baptized, you're a missionary. Through prayer and sacrifice, in word and witness, we're all part of this one family and mission. It started like it does for many people, question my faith and question authority. And I feel that the reason why I left was the, the draw of the world. The world was pulling me away. Some people would say, you know, Satan would, you know, Satan was working on me. He did not want me in church. 
He wanted me to be desperate. He wanted me to have uh, the thoughts of suicide. I started to realize that a lot of the things that I experienced in my life were a result of my rebellion against God and against authority. Coming back to the church is the first step in healing from all of the hurts of the world. I went from being desperate and in despair to finding hope and encouragement for, for the future. I'm on God's team. I, I know who I belong to and I know where I'm going and there's nothing that can separate me from God's love. Take another look at the Catholic Church. Visit catholicscomehome.org today. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Man, it's great to be back. Jimmy, we got Jimmy on the show? Yes, thanks, Coach. How are you? Jimmy, Jimmy Fischel here um, is a very special young man to me. Um, he played football for me. He was training with me since I'd say, what, fifth grade, Jimmy? Yeah, probably around eight or nine years old. Probably about fifth grade. So there is a big history with Jimmy yeah. and everything. And uh, Jimmy now um, is the gym teacher at St. Raphael's um, over, I guess they call that Yardville now, Jim? Yeah, Yardville. Yardville and everything does an unbelievable job because uh, he does these programs every week with the kids, videos and everything, and Jimmy has a music background and everything, and the reason I'm kind of going through this quick because I can't wait to talk about what I want to talk about, and I really believe after watching this video last week and again this week, this video should go viral because it is a perfect time for what it's about. Jimmy, you, you had two young ladies, um, and you can explain who I think it was Julia and Anna come to you with words yeah. through a song, and you kind to put it all together. Would you tell everybody what this is all about? Yeah, so back in mid-February, um, these two first-grade girls, Julie Mandel and Anna Sweeney, they came to me um, at recess. I'm the gym teacher, but they know that I, uh, I like to write songs in my spare time, like I wrote the school song. So they came to me with these lyrics that were so powerful. They were called Trusting God. And I, I said, wow, this is great. So I put, I hired a singer because I can't sing, and I kind of made a melody to it. And I wanted to record them like to video them, make like a music video, but it turned out the whole thing with the, you know, quarantine and stuff. So a couple of weeks ago, I was sitting, I was listening to this song that I had done. And I said, wow, these lyrics are so fitting for today's situation, how um, sometimes life throws us curveballs and um, we feel like thrown in the towel. So I, I got pictures and videos of the different kids and I made a music video to the lyrics to try to inspire the, the kids because a lot of the kids are missing each other and you know, tell them to trust in God no matter what we're going through. And Jimmy, this now, Father Jason. What I really liked about it, because uh, knowing you, Jimmy, I knew you were going to get a Rocky thing in there. When the video oh, yeah. came on, I said, there's going to be a picture of Rocky in here somewhere. And it was everything. Yep. Uh, and I, I, I just this morning forwarded the video of the Father Jason, and he's had an opportunity to watch it also. Yeah, yeah. Sitting here, I just, I wanted to try to, I mean, I don't like sitting still, so I try to create and try to inspire the kids, and the girls are just, Julie and Anna, they came, they're such powerful lyrics, you know, trusting God. And I kind of tried to relate to, like, the sports. You know, sometimes our setbacks make us stronger, and I think we're going to get stronger you know, because of this. And the kids all love it, and it was really a fun fun song. And no, fun. It, so it, it is a life changer. And i got to tell you what, yeah. Jimmy, um, and we want to be able to tell everybody, I mean, besides going on my strength, uh, my site, the Irish Nation, uh, or the Irish Strength Club at Notre Dame High School, where I put the video up, how can they see this video? Well, it's on it's on our YouTube page, SRS Media, SRS Media. It's on the YouTube. I think it's on our school website, um, srsnj.org. 
It's on my Facebook. I think Notre, you said Notre Dame High School shared it. Uh, your friend shared, shared it. Shared it. Everybody shared it. Yeah. Now, is it a YouTube thing where people can go on YouTube? Yes. Yep. It's a. It's we have our own channel, SRS Media, and then it, you could just search also St. Rayfield School Trust in God music video, and you could see the song. It's about two minutes and thirty seconds, and it has videos of the school, like you know, singing in church and pictures of a bunch of our kids and stuff. And has the lyrics. I'm going to tell you, people, it. if you don't know me, I'm a big, burly guy and everything, and you think I'm very non emotional, bring your tissue, people, because this is a life changer. Um, like I yeah. said, Father, you had a chance to watch it. What did you think of it? I, I thought it was incredible myself. I mean, it was really done well. I mean, uh, I didn't realize that you put that together during this time of quarantine, but you are right, Jimmy. It's, it's like perfect timing for those words. Um, they're very yep. moving. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. I can't believe first graders, were, you know, came up with those those lyrics. You know, it's it, it, that's remarkable. That's really remarkable. I didn't realize it was written by first graders. That's that's really something else. Yeah. Thanks. So, so Jimmy, as as the the PE coach, so you know, I was reading your bio on the St. Raphael's uh, school website. Yeah, you're quite a remarkable individual. I don't know if we ever met or not when I was at St. Raphael's for that that year. Um, I'm not sure. Oh, Father Jason. Um, no, I think. Well, I think I when I used to sub at Notre Dame. I think okay. I might have met you there. Oh, okay. All yeah. right. Um, yeah, because I – but – My so, mom works there, too. She's an aide. Uh, Gloria Ann Fusello, she's oh, one yeah, of the faculty aides. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I stumbled upon, when I was watching this video, the uh, St. Rayfield Sports Center. Did you have anything yeah. to do with that? Yeah, yeah. I started that. So back in uh, – when I first got the job three years ago, um, it would be at our Blue and Gold Day. It's like our big event, and I wanted to make a – a video coach McKenna said I'm a big Rocky fan so I had an idea to have the kids working out and make a video of all the kids working out to the Rocky theme song to pump them up like before our blue and gold day so I showed that and I had all this footage of the kids playing sports and I thought why not have our own St. Rayfield Sports Center where I get different commentators um, and we have our top 10 plays of the week so I record them you know if they're behaving in gym class and every couple weeks I get different commentators and I try to do different kids and we have our top 10 plays of the week. We also have, afterwards, we have an inspirational quote of the week and a Bible verse of the week to try to relate you know, religion into it. And That's also, like, an inspirational Tim Tebow video. Or, um, I also I follow sick kids on Facebook, and our kids, um, like, for Christmas, we'll make them cards, and I'll put, like, videos of that in there to try to, you know, tie in uh, religion into it. And uh, every week or so, I'll do the sports center. And uh, I actually have had... Being in quarantine, the kids have uh, videoed themselves at home doing stuff. So I've had kids do it from home, as well as the Trust in God video. And I even made like a, we have a, a song that we sing in church called Beautiful Day. It's a Christian song. And I made a video of the kids working out to that a couple weeks ago. So I just, I don't like to sit around. I like to create and try to promote our school, you know, with social media and stuff. So, but yeah, Sports Center. And we do a lot of pump up videos. Like uh, I did Eye of the Tiger this year and Gonna Fly Now. And, just to pump the kids up to try to get them motivated. Yeah, I really like those uh, sports center videos. I thought those were great. Thank it's you. a great way to showcase the kids and what they're doing. And of course, you know that that really is a, just a remarkable way to kind of really promote the athleticism among them as well. Yeah, it motivates them to want to try their best. Sometimes, you know, in gym, you might want to just go through the motions that they know right. that they're being videotaped and they want to get a shot to be on the I'll post the names on the board and. Yeah, it, to, it sort of encourages them to the level of your tenacity. I saw that you had torn your ACL three times and that never stopped you from playing football, which got to admit, I don't know too many people that would persevere through three tears and still keep going. 
Yeah, it was definitely tough. But, uh, you know, I'd, my dad was my trainer, Coach McKenna. Coach McKenna, you know, always inspired me to be my best. And then my dad always, you know, trained me to, you know, fight through everything. And, and those setbacks make me stronger. So, and hopefully, you know, I think the setback's going to make everyone stronger as well. And one of the things I love about Jimmy, because, you know, I, uh, you know, I feel like he's a son of mine. I mean, and all my guys are sons of mine. But, um, Man, talk about having so many things that went against him, but he never, never put his head down. He found a way to get it done. Between You want to talk about great relationships with fathers and sons. I mean, I, I could sit here and talk for hours about his dad, what a good, giving person he is and everything. And his mom's the same way. It's a, they, they're a family. They're the definition of a good Catholic family. Um, and, and he's given back, and the whole family has, but, Jimmy, right here, has given back in so many ways and, and made sacrifices that, 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 that I've appreciated. Um, that, that, you know, you, you just don't see because he's not a guy that's going to wave the flag and say, look at me, look what I'm doing. He just likes to work with these kids and does the right thing, and, and I'm so proud every time he puts something out. It's unbelievable. Jimmy, you just don't know. You make my day. When I saw that video, and I know you would pull all together, and I know the work that goes into doing something like that. Yeah, and you know what? You don't see guys your age willing to do that anymore, to put time in to other people. And that's what this world needs more of, things like that. Thanks so much, Coach. Thank you. Hey, Jimmy, I have a question. And, and, I, and it really, really means a lot to me, and, and it's what we need to go back to. We need, we need more people like you that are willing to do things for other people. And St. Raphael ought to be thrilled to death to have you, and uh, they're blessed to have you there because I'll tell you what, those kids are blessed. And You know, I know some of all the little things you've done and the sacrifices you've made through high school, you know, to get yourself ready after the ACL tears and everything. And they're the loneliest moments in the world because when you're yep. training Father Jason to get back after an injury, there's not a lot of fanfare. There's nobody with you. I mean, you know, you saw what Cole went through with me this year every day getting back to that shoulder injury. Well, that's mm -hmm. what Jimmy have to do. He would spend time with me. He would spend time with his dad and between us all. But you know what? If you don't have that burning desire inside of you to come back, it's never going to work. Yep. Hey, Jimmy, so I have a question for you that, that I think, you know, we've kind of had the perspective of different students that we've had on the show, but you're our first uh, teacher um, from one of our Catholic schools. And so I just really kind of want to, you know, ask you that, you know, obviously working in a Catholic school, you have to make certain sacrifices um, that, that you wouldn't have to make if you worked in a public school environment. Uh, what was it that drew you to wanting to teach um, in a Catholic school? And, and what are the benefits that you have found from that Catholic environment? Well, I've been in a Catholic school since I was a kid. I went to Holy Angels, and well, it was in Hamilton and Notre Dame, and I just always, I just loved it. Um, Holy Angels actually ended up closing, but now it's we merged with St. Raphael's. So a lot of the teachers that I'm with were actually my teachers. So I just always, I just, it's all like a big family, and I'm, I'm always, um, I just always wanted to, to relive kind of my youth of going to Catholic school. Notre Dame also has a huge influence, and I just, to me, it's just I just love it. It's it's not a job for me. It's just fun, and I uh, I enjoy every every day of going there, and to get to teach with some of the you know my role models, and uh, it's just a dream come true. So I just and I love that seats involved, and I get to you know share the Bible verses, and you can't really do that stuff in the public school. So that's pretty much. Uh, I mean, I, you know, I just. 
to me, it's just the best thing. And my Aunt Chris Man, is a huge gym teacher at St. Greg's. faith with other people. Yeah. My Aunt Chris is a gym teacher at St. Greg's, but she was my gym teacher growing up. She was a big influence on me. So my whole family uh, were, at, were gym teachers, but my dad and <laughs> brother at public schools. I just, I, me and my Aunt Chris, we like, our, we like the Catholic schools. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that you touched on that really is what sets the environments apart is that it's a family environment. You know, there's yep. there's just a different dynamic among the teachers and the students, you know, that the students always know that they can go and talk to their teachers about whatever um, and find that support and encouragement that they need. And we have mass. We have mass every single Friday at St. Rayfield's. Um, our principal, Ms. Swerka, she's an amazing principal. The teachers that I work with are just, they're amazing. And our students, they're very very kind. We do all sorts of community service. It just, I love that aspect of it, helping people and just basically get to share what I was taught growing up with the kids, my students. The big thing is, Jimmy, you know, knowing you as well as I do, how bad do you miss the kids right now? Oh, I do. I actually, before the quarantine, I went to, it was my first, I never took, took a day off and I actually took that last Thursday and Friday off, went to Vegas for a concert. And I said, how am I going to go two days without seeing the kids? And then it turned out to be almost two months. I couldn't. I I thought it was only going to be two days, but now it's it's really. I really miss them, and uh, I've been you know doing, posting some workout videos and um, just trying to my best to get in touch with them. But hopefully soon we'll able to. And we have I, I coach track as well, and our track season was canceled, and so that's a little disappointing. But but um, hopefully soon we'll be able to see each other. Jimmy, it was great having you on the show. Um, unfortunately, Thanks we're, so much. we're I enjoyed to it. the end of our time. Um, so for parents out there who are thinking of Catholic education, which is always something I encourage uh, parents to think about, it's worth the sacrifices that have to be made. Uh, consider St. Raphael's or, or any of our Catholic schools. They're all excellent places to form your, your youth, your children, into the young men and women of God. Coach, you have a challenge for us? Yeah, the challenge is go find this video. Watch this video. It will change your life. I mean, you, your perspective of Catholic education and just about life in general will never be the same after watching this video. Remember, two first graders. Um, these are the words of two first grade uh, young girls. Thank you very much. And as always, have a great day. Until next time, God bless. Oh